My name is Jeffrey Burke, and I'm a 40-year veteran of the natural products industry. I'm a naturopathic practitioner, a master herbalist, and the host of the Staying Healthy radio show. My shows air Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. here on 1230 a.m. I bring you relevant topics that we all need to know about and the best guests in the industry who bring the newest up-to-date information to my show. All of the shows stream live every day from 8 to 9 a.m. And for those of you who cannot listen live, you can listen to my podcast at stayhealthylasvegas.com and download the shows on demand. The show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, located at 840 South Rancho Drive on the corner of Rancho and Charleston in the Smiths Plaza. Visit them and see what a full-service local retailer can do for you. They offer exceptional service, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products, and awesome prices. The hours of the store are 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday, closed on Sunday. I look forward to chatting with all of you soon. Stay healthy. Longtime opponent of the dietary supplement industry, and uh, Indiana Republican uh, Senator Braun, who uh, has joined with him, and it mandates a registry of all dietary supplements, uh, which sounds okay on its face, but it's a mandatory listing because of a presumption that dietary supplements are unsafe. And Senator Durbin is citing adverse event reports submitted to the FDA as a justification that the FDA should approve and issue a registration number for every single label for every dietary supplement on the market. So that means if we come up with a different formulation of vitamin C, let's say we want to put 90 milligrams of bioflavonoids instead of 100, it's got to wait for an, for an FDA approval and a registration number for that label. A label change requires another registration. A discontinuation requires notification. And the justification is adverse event reports. Now, Mr. Durbin knows because he, co- he co-sponsored the bill that regulates adverse event reporting. So he knows that adverse event reports are not evidence of harm or safety, that they are preliminary, they're associative, they're not causal. They don't prove that a supplement listed caused a problem. I actually manage a team responsible for handling dietary supplement adverse event reports. They're promptly investigated and reported to the FDA as required by law. When the FDA audits us, they make sure we're actually doing that and audit our records. But uh, AERs involving, but not caused by supplements, not necessarily caused by supplements, over more than an 11-year period, there were only 166 hospitalizations and 22 deaths over more than 11 years. And that's just something reporting someone died and here's a list of what they were taking. And there's drugs, there's medical conditions, there's supplements. The supplements are not implicated unless there's an investigation showing there might be a cause. So the adverse event reports are not basic evidence of harm. And the law specifically says that. The law that Senator Durbin sponsored. He's misrepresenting it now by claiming that these numbers are high. 166 hospitalizations, 22 deaths. Do you know how many there are from regular foods, conventional mm-hmm. foods? 48 million illnesses, 128,000 hospitalizations, 
3,000 deaths every year. Wow. 3,000 deaths every year that uh, is the Center for Disease Control and Prevention estimate. 48 million illnesses, 128,000 hospitalizations a year versus 11-year, four-month period, 166 hospitalizations, 22 deaths. Maybe there's some relation to supplements, probably not. And you look at uh, allergies. 15 million illnesses, 30,000 ER visits, 150 to 200 deaths is, is the estimate. Uh, it's far safer to take a supplement than a meal, claiming that an average of two deaths a year may be possibly, who knows, related to supplements, warrant government telling us what we can offer to the public is ridiculous and there's a companion bill now. This is a must-pass bill now because it's the FDA Safety and Landmark Advancement Act. And dietary supplement opponents are putting the Durbin and bill into this act that has to be passed to reauthorize the FDA by early October. And it's a must-pass bill. And this one not only would require the FDA to register every product. And by the way, there's already a registry of these products in the National Institutes of Health. So this is an interagency rivalry that they won't accept the NIH database. They want their own. And the, the other the Senate FDA bill adds that the FDA will not register any product that it does not consider a dietary supplement. What does that include? That includes CBD. Every CBD product will be pulled off the market if this bill goes through. This includes NAC, N-acetylcysteine, which people have been using for immunity over the last two years, is a huge, huge seller because people recognize its effects on lung health and immunity, et cetera. That, the FDA has said they don't believe this is a legal supplement and they might agree to sell it. But if this bill passes, they won't have a choice. They will have to pull it from the market. And where do you think this bill stands right now? It's a, these are bipartisan bills that are uh, must pass by, by October. So unless there's a lot of opposition, these bills will go through. You will find thousands of supplements pulled off the market. You will find... Companies uh, who are hobbled in introducing any new product or any formula change. We're already restricted from exporting products. Can you believe that? We're producing products. We're selling them in the U.S., and the FDA is the one who has to give us permission to export it. Who's behind this bill? Who's the main person behind it? This, 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 this is Senator Durbin and Senator Murray from Washington State that are the leaders of the anti-supplement coalition that are introducing the, these bills. But marijuana and everything is legal and everything in Washington State. Yeah, I mean, they, could, they can produce and sell cannabis products there, but they're not going to allow you to sell it as a dietary supplement federally. The FDA can come in if, if a company's making a product and it's not 
made and sold in, in, specifically in Washington State, if it's exported to another state, that's subject to federal law. And the definition of a dietary supplement is federal, not state. So if you label it as a dietary supplement and the FDA says CBD is not legal, NAC is not legal, all these other ing ingredients they don't like are not legal, then that's going to be illegal to, to mark them as a dietary supplement, sell them as a dietary supplement, and introduce them into interstate commerce. I thought we were through with this stupidity years ago. We were, but here they are again. Senator Durbin wants dietary supplements. He wants vitamin C and calcium to be treated like dangerous drugs, where the FDA has total control over what's on the market. It has to approve it. You have to put a registration number on the label like you do for a drug. And this is ridiculous. Why do we need a bureaucrat permission to do this? They did this in Canada. It resulted in a 10-month wait for the... Health Canada, their version of the FDA, to review labels. So you want to introduce a product because it's seasonal for immunity or there's a new uh, need for it because of a study coming out or some issue, some health issue? You're going to wait months for FDA bureaucrats to decide whether or not you can sell that product. That's going to disrupt marketing plans and contracts. It's going to choke off the supply of new products and changed products to consumers. Consumers are not going to have as much choice if these bills go through because FDA bureaucrats are going to add their red tape, their delays, the expenses. It's already been estimated this will cost tens of millions of dollars just for data input for the supplement companies. Who do you think is going to pay for that? Consumers. Is there not enough inflation? that we're not going to add something like that? And what's the rationale? That they want to control people who are selling products that uh, don't contain what they say on the label. Well, the only way to catch them is to test and audit. You're not going to catch them by reviewing labels if they don't put it on the label, if they're cheaters. That's like trying to control speeders on the highway by making every driver keep a, a mileage log. And lowering the speed limit. Do you think that's going to stop one speeder, or is it going to mm -hmm. take a traffic cop? They don't want to put out the traffic cops, which we have lobbied for years for more money for the FDA to have more audits and more traffic cops. But they don't want to do that. They want to just make all the supplement companies jump through their hoops and treat them like they're dangerous when they're not, treat them like they're, like they have to be controlled and strangled because they don't like dietary supplements. Well, too bad. The consumers use dietary supplements. They like them. They believe they're helpful. They know they're safer than drugs. Why treat them the same or worse than drugs? And, and if, if safety is an issue, why don't you take allergenic foods and restrict all those labels? And those companies, why don't you take uh, peanut manufacturers and salad packers that have the most recalls and uh, allergic reactions and things like that? Why don't why aren't they restricted like this? Why why aren't they targeting the danger instead of the safest food category there is? It doesn't make any sense unless you just want to treat 
these things that are in pills and bottles that look like drugs, are, are you stupid enough to think that those are drugs? They're not. Vitamin C is not a drug. Calcium is not a drug. They do not require that level of control by the government where every label has to be pre-approved by government bureaucrats that don't believe in these things. I, I, I'm just dumbfounded. Everybody go to Stay Healthy's uh, Facebook page and click on the article and fill it out and send it in and have your friends do it as well. We're doing this again. It's another campaign to be able to protect your rights to do what you want and you deserve to do. We thought we were done with this stupidity, but I guess there's still many stupid people in the world and we're seeing two of them right now. We need to put it to bed. And that means everybody needs to get involved. If you enjoy taking your supplements, you enjoy the privilege and the right of being able to do it, you know what? You're going you're gonna to have to get involved in this one, guys. We won't be able to carry it on our own. We need everybody's support. Um, is this something yeah. that the industry is going to get behind, too? Well, actually, the large vitamin supplement manufacturers, not now foods, but many of the big ones, have actually told the senators that they approve of the bill. So the big pharma-owned supplement companies say, fine, we're happy to restrict and let government tell us what to do because we're used to that as pharmaceutical companies. The large independents, like now foods, are opposing this. Yeah, of course. So the, the industry is not unified, which is unfortunate. That some people say, okay, let them do this so they can claim everything's regulated. Well, things are regulated. The FDA banned ephedra in 2004, despite any real evidence that ephedra caused harm, based on a theory that it caused harm, they, they were a, allowed to ban an herb that had a 100-year safety record and no real evidence it ever hurt or killed people because it was synthetic ephedrine and all these formulas that were doing that, not ephedra, the herb. And, and it went to the Supreme Court, and they were allowed to do this. There's, the bill also requires facility registration that already exists in the bioterrorism and food safety laws. But the new bills take away the confidentiality that protects biosecurity, bioterrorism, where they can't find out who's responsible for, for safety and which location is these terrorists. There was a protections built into the laws they're about to take away under the guise of, quote-unquote, transparency. And hmm. they're also requiring supplement companies to tell them who's responsible for these products, and they are subject to fines and jail terms if they don't properly register a label. So they're treating this like this is extremely serious when there's no real evidence it is. Now, the supplement industry supports reasonable consumer protection. That's of not this, these bills. We supported the laws giving FDA authority over which ingredients we could sell, which label claims we can make. That's why we can't make those drug claims we talked about earlier. Uh, mandatory good manufacturing practices, audits, and inspections, which exist. The food safety practices, the facility registration, adverse, adverse event reporting banning steroids and androstenes, requiring allergen labels, and repeatedly lobbied Congress for higher enforcement budgets to the FDA. 
the FDA more money to regulate us properly. So put out the traffic cops. Don't shut down the highways. All right. Well, thank you for the update, and we'll stay on it as well. Please, if you have more information, get it to me, and then I'll get it to the Stay Healthy store, and I'll get it out on our social media pages as well. So I really appreciate it. Thank you for um, providing um, some updates on this. I, I just can't, I mean, I'm just dumbfounded that we're going through this again. We're 20 some years later after the initial stupidity was overtaken, and now we're back again. And it's like these people, their minds are rolling back. Who do they think they are? These few elected little, these elected little people politicians. I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't understand where their mentality is. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And, and literally, who do they think they are? Well, I mean, if you want to come out with a new frozen pizza or a new boxed cookie or a new any any food cracker, you don't need government permission. You do have to register your facility. You have to follow good manufacturing practices. You have to follow food safety laws. But you don't have to jump through those hoops and get a government permission and government uh, number to put on your product to be able to sell it. And why pick on the safest category of food to do that with? You know, the statistics I presented from the Center for Disease Control are very clear. You know, thousands of deaths from conventional food Maybe one or two possibly linked to supplements, probably not a year versus thousands. You know, it's, it's, it's not even in the same scale. You know, it, it's just bias. It, it's out-and-out out bias against supplements. They don't like supplement companies. They don't like the products. They don't like the industry. They think they, sh they look like drugs. They should be drugs. It's guilt by association. And what are the names of the, of the people? It was uh, Senator Durbin? Durbin from Illinois, Braun from Indiana, and Murray from Washington State. But there's going to be companion bills in the House. And, you know, these are going through the Health Committee in the Senate, and uh, there's a Energy and Commerce Committee in the House. You know, but they're not having real hearings. They're not even considering the evidence. They're just putting forth these proposals and seeing if they fly. Hmm. Evidence is not important to them. They have an opinion, and they're going to force it on the American people. And God help you if you need one of these supplements, and or you're waiting for a supplement, and the company's ready to put it out, but they're waiting for months for some government bureaucrat to issue them a number for some minor formula change. Wow. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Um, let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, I know we're going to talk a little bit about digestion today because that is such a big issue. And seeing as that we're talking about something that covers the entire nation with these bills, we should probably talk about something that covers the entire nation with a health condition like poor digestion and also uh, lack of fiber in the diet. Would you would you talk about some of the offerings that you've got at Now Foods that people could look into? I mean, I've been recommending your enzymes for a long time, um, and I, I know you have products that really give people tools to make a difference that's noticeable. Yeah, now that we've given everyone indigestion. With oh, politics. I tell you, my, my stomach is rolling right now, I just, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm just so, I'm bubbling under the surface, and it's not a good look for me, because I know my face is turning red, so... 
Um, but if you would, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, well, when we look at enzyme formulas, there's really two basic types to look at. Uh, the plant-based enzymes and the animal-based enzymes. And the reason why they're different is because they work at different pH levels and different targeted areas. Uh, the plant enzymes can actually be stacked or de designed with combinations that work at various pHs. For example, protease that digests protein. Uh, you've got one type called pepsin that works in the stomach only if there's a lot of stomach acid. And you have another type that works only in the intestine if it's a neutral pH. So they're very targeted to areas and pH, and they do different things. You can't digest protein without both of them. Now, if you're using the plant-based enzymes, the vegetarian, or sometimes they're called fungal enzymes because a lot of them are produced on edible funguses. Uh, you know, if you think like a mushroom culture producing uh, an enzyme, just like they produce probiotics or uh, amino acids or things like that as well, or, or vitamin K would be produced in the same way. Uh, you have these cultures that are producing them, and you could actually produce uh, different proteases that work at different pHs and add them together. Some of our formulas have five or more proteases that work anywhere from a neutral pH to an acidic pH and anywhere in between where you can get the digestion you need without having stomach acid. Stomach acid has other roles, of course, in immunity and uh, protecting the body, encouraging the production of acidophilus cultures. Uh, acidophilus literally is acid-loving in, uh, in Greek, so you're getting... Uh, the right environment and the right uh, sterilization and the right extraction from your foods with stomach acid. But if you're on an antacid, you still need to digest your protein. And that's where these kind of enzymes come in handy. Now, a lot of them stack up other types of enzymes that will work on various types of carbohydrates, fiber, uh, fats. Uh, you name it, even even specific things like gluten or uh, milk sugar, lactose, uh, can be targeted by these enzymes. So we'll usually recommend the vegetarian-based enzymes as a first resort because they always add to digestion. When you start taking the animal-based enzymes, which are typically based on pancreatic enzymes, pancreatin is the term for that, uh, from typically pork pancreas, which, of course, a lot of people nowadays don't want to eat pork for various religious reasons. Uh, we have the, uh, we, we do have them where they include hydrochloric acid and pepsin and pancreatic enzymes, and we add a few of the vegetarian enzymes to it to round it out uh, and boost the effect a little bit. But, you know, those are really for people... Uh, who need a little more, their pancreas isn't working properly, or uh, they're not making, they don't have a gallbladder, they need the ox bile, or, you know, they're on they're, they're antacids, they don't have the stomach acid they need, and they require something to add. So there's various formulas to do that with. Our most comprehensive is called Digest Ultimate, and it's got a stack of over a dozen enzymes, very strong, it's got the enzyme that would be digesting beans and cabbage in there. Uh, it's got uh, some of the milk-digesting 
enzymes, the milk sugar. You know, it, it's got a, a, a nice range of things in there. Uh, we've got a smaller version of that called uh, Optimal Digestive System. doesn't have quite as many enzymes, but it has been shown to improve even healthy, normal digestion. And certainly it's going to add to digestion if you don't have all the enzymes you need for all these reasons we just discussed. There's also a chewable version called Chewyzymes, uh, which is a nice formula as well. Uh, and, and there are specific things, too. Some people want the chewable papaya enzyme, and we add the pineapple enzyme to that to round it out a little more. Uh, there's a plant enzyme that has eight enzymes, all from plants. You know, there's, there's different options for people to try from the simplest formulas to the more comprehensive formulas that do more things. Digest Ultimate is going to do the beans and cabbage and milk, and some of these other formulas will not, for example, just to give you a sense of what they do. We even have a dairy digest complete that has enough enzymes in a capsule to digest a cup of whole milk. So the protein, the fat, and the sugar in the whole milk. And then, of course, there's probiotics, and we have a number of probiotic formulas. Our most popular are the Probiotic 10 lines because it's free of major allergens. Uh, it's non-GMO. Uh, on our regular strength, you can refrigerate after opening to maintain potency. does not require it to be refrigerated on the shelf. Uh, it is a good idea to refrigerate your probiotics, even if they claim you don't have to, because you'll maintain higher strength, higher, higher numbers over time. Cold is their Heat is not their friend, but actually moisture is worse for probiotic stability. We have tested our probiotics shipping to the Southwest, having it sit in a UPS truck or Amazon truck or whatever, mail truck, for uh, a couple of days at 122 degrees Fahrenheit, and it still meets label claims. So these probiotics are not fragile when they're dry, they're much more fragile when they get moisturized. So keeping them dry is more important than keeping them cold. And that's why refrigeration, which does both, ends up being an advantage. We actually store our probiotics in the freezer before we process them, even though they're in hermetically sealed bags. And then we keep them refrigerated until we ship them. But they don't require constant refrigeration. It's not like dairy. You know, it's not like a milk where it's going to spoil in a day or something. You simply lose a little potency over time. Where do you think we are as a state of affairs right now as far as enzymes are concerned? I mean, do you think that 50% of the people in the country, 60% are in need or would be healthier with the addition of enzymes or are basically just in desperate need? Well, I, I, a lot of people we talk to have digestive issues, and some of that is stress. Sure. Of some course. of that is poor eating habits. You know, they don't mm -hmm. they don't chew their food carefully, and you know all that kind of stuff that everyone knows they should do, but they don't really do. And of course, you know, stress can cause ulcers, and people take antacids, and uh, you know, people with poor diets, you know, they end up with. Uh, 
Maybe their gallbladder is removed. Maybe their pancreas isn't working as well as it should, uh, which is required. You know, you need pancreatic enzymes to digest unless you're taking supplemental enzymes. So, yeah, you know, almost everyone could benefit by taking one of, the, one of our plant-based enzymes. Uh, the, the, I like the optimal digestive system because it's, it's our smallest little capsule. That's the one I add when I'm traveling because it doesn't add much space to those little seven compartment vitamin packs that I pack my vitamins in. Mm-hmm. Where something like the Digest Ultimate's a, a bigger capsule and might have to take something else out for it to fit in. So I have those considerations. At home, it's not; it doesn't matter. But you know, if I'm traveling and trying to fit something in a specific size container. Uh, you know, sometimes that's a consideration. I, you know, I might do a 500 milligram vitamin C instead of a thousand because it's thinner, and I might do the smaller enzyme instead of the bigger one because it fits in better. You know, I'm trying to manage the space. Okay. You know something? I, I was having a, I was doing a, a chat about a week or so ago on the East Coast, two weeks ago, and I was talking with a group of people, and we were discussing the idea of how important our gut is and our digestive system is. And she said, and it was really funny how the question came in. She goes, well, aren't we just talking like little gas and bloating? And I said, we're talking that. I said, but wouldn't it be terrible if you found out down the road that everything you were eating, you were only getting a little bit of it, and most of your supplements you weren't digesting, and even your medications you weren't getting the full benefit because your stomach had become compromised and wasn't capable of doing its job? I said, wouldn't that be terrible? And she just kind of looked at me. It was that deer in the headlights that she said, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, you are not what you <clears throat> eat. You are what you eat and digest. Absolutely. So, you know, what, just eating it doesn't mean you're going to get much out of it. You might actually disrupt things. And let's not forget, the, the GI tract is also responsible for a lot of our mood and our immunity. It's estimated about two-thirds of our immunity occurs in the gut. It needs that acid protection in the stomach to sterilize things coming in. It needs you to be able to digest, literally tear apart and digest the foods, which requires acid and enzymes and chewing. (laughs) Let's not forget chewing. Uh, But, you know, if you don't digest it, then you're more likely to have autoimmune reactions. Why is the immune system targeting proteins in the body? Well, if you're not digesting the protein in the appropriate place and this protein is somewhere where it doesn't belong, who do you think is going to get rid of it? Your immune cells. And then your immune cells remember this protein that's in your food. It might match a protein in your thyroid gland or somewhere else that all of a sudden you have this autoimmunity that you don't really want. You know, the, the digestive tract is that important. Yeah. You know, it's it's just something that, you know, I mean, I remember talking with digestive problems with my grandmother, but, you know, it was one of those things where it was affecting older people. And now today I talk to people that are in their 20s that have terrible digestion. The world is different, Neil. Well, you know, people, I think people used to eat better. <laughs> they there's so much fast food now and processed food that people use. You know, it, it's, it's the old story where you walk into a grocery store and all the healthy stuff 
is on the outside of the store. The, the fresh produce and, and, and the, the cold things and all the packaged foods in the middle of the store are considered at least somewhat questionable. And w- right. what are people eating now? They're eating mostly processed foods. You know, even, I mean, you know, you, you go out, uh, any fast food is going to be, you know, have some issues uh, of in terms of that. Uh, you know, and they're going to compromise on nutrition. You know, fast food implies it's not wholesome, it's not full of fiber, it's not full of vitamins. You know, it, it's mass-produced. It, it's fine. I mean, if, if you were a refugee and you came and they were feeding you that stuff, you'd be happy to get it. But if you're fed that for months and years, you might not be so healthy. You know, it, it's funny. Every year, and I, and I say this all the time, but every year in January, everybody starts a new program. They're eating well. They're trying to take their vitamins. They're going to the gym. And then the end of January, you know, I'll hear from people saying, I don't feel any different, you know, I'm not doing, nothing seems like it's any different, I might as well go back to the way I was doing, and I said, let me ask you a question, did you address your digestion problem? And they usually were like, well, what do you mean, I'm eating good food now and taking my vitamins? I said, okay. I said, but if you could not digest your food and your vitamins and your supplements and medication before, do you think that just giving yourself really good quality things is going to automatically make them digestible? And, you know, most people just do not get it. And then I'll recommend an enzyme. I'll recommend a probiotic. I'll remember not drinking too much liquid at the meal, eating better quality food. And then a month later, everything's falling in place. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and if you have a digestive issue, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be in a good mood. Uh, you know, it, it affects everything. You know, you are going to be uncomfortable and it's, it's going to reflect on your relationships, on your work, on your ability to sleep at night, you know, everything. Yeah. yeah, very, very true. Well, here's a quick question for you. This just came in. It says, thanks for talking about digestion, and I will get as many people I can to fill out that slip for the bill. I can't believe we're going through this again. My question on digestion is, um, before meals, Neil, during the meal or after the meal, is there a protocol that helps you figure out where is best for you? Well, the plant enzymes can be taken with the meal. Now, I do have a little more specificity for the enzymes that contain hydrochloric acid and, and pancreatin, these, these animal-based enzymes. In our case, uh, it would be the super enzyme formulas or the... Uh, Contain HCL with pepsin formula. Um, depending on how you digest, and a lot of times I'll ask people if they if they get heartburn, and if they do get heartburn, I ask what when in relation to the meal do you get heartburn? The timing. Uh, okay. Because if you get heartburn immediately, that 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 it shows that you might be producing too much acid. You might have a hiatal hernia or something at the top of the stomach where it's not closing properly and the acid's burning the esophagus, which is much more sensitive. Uh, you know, so something like that might be happening. But if you're getting heartburn maybe 45 minutes or an hour after you eat, that, that kind of shows you don't have enough stomach acid in most people. And I, statistics have shown that about half the people who get heartburn have this delayed heartburn 
and actually benefit by taking hydrochloric acid with their meal. And oh. it's, it's counterintuitive. You wouldn't think taking acid is going to prevent heartburn. But because of the timing, if, if the food can't digest within the allotted time while it's clenched into the stomach, and the stomach eventually has to relax and let whatever's in there contact the areas next to it, like the esophagus, and it's, that weak acid might not be enough to digest food and to activate the pepsin, but it might be enough to irritate the esophagus, that's when people are getting this delayed heartburn because they don't have enough stomach acid. And uh, we estimate uh, clinically about half the time someone with heartburn has insufficient stomach acid causing the, the delayed heartburn. And in some cases, it, it's real. They have heartburn, they have too much acid, or they can't keep the acid in the stomach properly. That, that's another issue. So they, they might need an antacid. But if they take an antacid, take the plant enzymes with it so you could digest the protein at least. Otherwise, you're not going to digest your protein. Protein's responsible for muscle. Uh, protein's responsible for neurotransmitters, hormones, uh, structural support in the body. Collagen is protein. If you don't digest your protein, you're not going to have any of that. You're going to be weak. So, you know, even if you take antacids, take the plant enzymes with it. And, you know, you might need to consider other things like we talked about. Uh, fiber is important for transit time. It's important for immunity. People don't realize it, but your, a lot of the probiotics we take are related to immune function. And, and the ones that grow in the large intestine, like the bifidobacteria, require fiber as a food source. They ferment this fiber that, that occur, they're called prebiotics. Uh, but the fiber is actually fermented by the bacteria. We're, we can't actually digest the fiber. But the fiber can be digested into short-chain fatty acids by bifidobacteria and other anaerobic bacteria in the large intestine. And that is the major fuel source for intestinal cells. Intestinal cells like lung cells and the cells in the back of our eyes that are responsible for vision, they are energy-intensive cells that replace at least once a week. There's constant replenishing, requires tons of energy. And in the gut, that energy is largely provided by short-chain fatty acids that are resulting from fermenting and turning fiber. Indigestible fiber is turned into energy to protect and maintain our intestine. So we need the fiber, and Americans get one-third of the fiber that the government estimates we need just for general purposes. So we are not adequately maintaining our GI barriers, and that's another issue that's involved with autoimmunity. If the barrier is weak, then foods that are undigested can get in and trigger more immune reactions. You do not want to have immune reactions to your food. That gives you allergies. That gives you uh, unpleasant GI side effects. And, and you have to be really, really careful about what you eat. And nobody likes that. You know, that, that's a hassle, constant mm -hmm. hassle that's not any fun. Mm -hmm. 
and it gets worse and worse as time goes on, and you get older, and you can't eat this, and you can't eat that, and you're uncomfortable with this. You can't go eat at someone's house or a restaurant. You have to be super, super cautious. Nobody wants to get to that point. And the way to avoid that is to digest your food properly and have a healthy GI tract. You know, it's interesting. I have a friend that was in the Peace Corps and traveled and figured out that when he was over there, he had the best He was in a very rural area eating the tribal diet that he, where he was for almost a year. And he said he ate so many vegetables and so much fiber. He said his gut and his digestive system, once he ingested to the water in their food and went through a month of terrible dysentery, he said after that, he had the best gut and the best elimination. He came back to this country and started eating the same old American diet and ended up with gastric problems, constipation. He said, I had no idea of how much fiber I was eating over there till I came back and got none. Yeah, and there's, there's studies going back many decades showing the difference of uh, uh, people who come to this country and they switch to the American diet. And, you know, as generation after generation goes, uh, their teeth are worse, their jaw lines are narrower, their, uh, their tooth decay is worse, their, uh, their digestion gets messed up, they start being more prone to uh, liver problems, diabetes, heart disease. All, a lot of it's diet and lifestyle related, that they're not maintaining the way their ancestors ate when the ancestors were eating healthy food. And healthy diet. Well, I got to tell you, it is um, it is a different world out there right now. And I hate to say this, but I tell people all the time. I try to stress the the benefit of controlling controllable variables. And controllable variables are the ones that we can make a our diet, our fiber, our water, our exercise, our sleep, our stress decompression. Those are things we can control. But they're also the things that we don't control like we should. And they're also the things that take us down so quickly. So I just want to thank you so much for being here today. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for the update. Please, anything that comes our way, keep it posted. I just posted it on my Facebook. It's on Stay Healthy's Facebook. It's on my personal Facebook. Um, I'm going to get it out there as much as I can. Please keep us updated, sir. I sure will. I'm glad you're out there spreading the word with me. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a great day and um, take care of yourself, my friend. You too. My guest today, Neil Levin. This is a radio show where we bring a lot of good information. If you're hearing it today, thank you for tuning in. The topic today, the first half hour of the show, we talked about what's going on on a national level. Please steer your friends to Stay Healthy Health Food Store's webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com, stayhealthylasvegas.com, and tell them to spend... 30 minutes listening to the first half of this show today because maybe it'll motivate them to fill out a slip and get involved. Every single person that voices their opinion can hopefully put this stupidity to rest. But you go to my webpage, um, go to my Facebook page, go to Marge's page, um, on Lisa's page, um, the group over at Stay Healthy. They've got it on there. Um, but put it on the, go to their Facebook page. That's the best place to go because I just saw it on there. And you'll see the article. You click on it. You go down to the bottom. It tells you how to fill out the form, all that stuff. Tell your friends. This is the way I look at it. Whether you take supplements or not, whether you're just starting or you've been a long-term consumer, 
whether you want the right to be able to use supplementation when you want, as you see fit, and when you need to, you need to do something. Otherwise, these things slide through so fast in front of us. Think about the last couple of years, how many things have been pushed under our noses and things have been changed faster than we could blink. We're not going to let it happen this time. You can't let it happen this time. We can't let it happen. Head over to Stay Healthy Health Food Store, 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center, northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's. Monday through Saturday, the hours 9 to 6, closed on Sunday. Call them at 877-2494, 877-2494. For mail order services, questions, of course, um, in case you forget the directions I just gave you, or maybe to have them get your order together so you can swoop in, pick it up, and be on your way on those busy days. Uh, Their webpage, once again, stayhealthylasvegas.com, but their Facebook page is where you'll see the article. Please read it. Share it with your friends. Have them share it with everybody on their page and have them share it with everybody on their page. That's how the word gets out. Let's use social media for something constructive. Let's use it for something that could actually fight something that is going to take rights away that have absolutely no right being taken away. So go to the Facebook page. You need to read this article. It's going to make you steam underneath your skin. Believe me, I'm, I'm fuming right now. So definitely do that. When you go to stay healthy, don't forget, fill out the slip. Just simply stop by, fill out a little slip, put it in the drawing for their monthly basket giveaway. They always start at about $150, but they're always much more than that. Some months, they give two away. All you have to do is fill out the slip. They come from their favorite, favorite companies. So I want to thank everybody that did stop by to see me yesterday at the store. We'll be doing those more often when I'm in town. Uh, Be a good time for you. We'll tell you enough ahead of time. You want to come in, sit down, do a consultation. I'm just sitting there waiting for you to come in, so hopefully you'll take the time to do that. I'd love to be able to see you. I haven't seen a lot of people in a long time, so that availability is there. But remember, everyone at Stay Healthy Health Food Store, first of all, it's a fully packed, full-service environment with incredibly informed, intelligent, educated, knowledgeable people that are passionate about what they do. And they've got the information. They'll have a conversation. They'll do a dialogue. They'll answer your questions. They'll sort out all the mis-crazy confusion that's out there. And then they'll give you directives and give you ideas and suggestions. Because as they carry the best of best of everything, you're not going to make a mistake. And with guidance, you got it made. This time around, peace of mind is something they're serving at Stay Healthy Health Food Store. When your health is a concern, don't cut corners. Go to Stay Healthy for the best knowledge, the best products, the best advice, the best everything. Stay Healthy, 877-2494, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, closed on Sunday. Have a great day, everyone. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Remember to tune in Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. for the most up-to-date, relevant information on your health and well-being with the best guest in the industry, helping us all to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. For your convenience, podcasts of the show are available at stayhealthylasvegas.com. Make sure to visit Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer. The store hours, Monday through Saturday from 9 to 6 p.m., closed on Sunday. Stay Healthy provides exceptional service and outstanding knowledge every day. I hope to talk with all of you soon. Stay healthy.